The opening track there tonight was going to get through this world by the uh, Klezmatics from an album called Wonderworld. And that second song was by Jack Black, of all people. Yes, the uh, actor Jack Black. And it's Khadgadja? Khadgadja. Khadgadja, okay. <laughs> so, my name's Rita Katoni. You're listening to Kitchen Radio on this uh, Good Friday. My guest tonight is Nakama Zwaya. And Nakama's just going to back announce that song and just um, maybe tell us why yeah. you chose it. <laughs> um, the song is Hagaja by Jack Black. It's a song that is sung at the end of a Passover seder, which is I'm sure we'll get into. At the end, most people are really tired, but there's a few people still going strong and they all really get into it much like you heard Jack Black get into it right at the end there so <laughs> great thanks Nakama so um today is Good Friday for those of us who have a I suppose a, a Christian well we've grown up within that um Christian faith but today is also Passover and I'm really excited to have Nakama here to talk to me today about Passover and about what it means because, Nakama, I actually had no idea what Passover was um, until I've been talking to you and it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's for us, happens every year. And it happens around about the same time and we'll, talk, we'll get on to sort of exactly when it is but it is one of those festivals that happen at the end of, of our hot summer or at the end of a, a cold winter if you happen to be in Europe. Exactly. Yep. All it, always around the same time. It yeah. moves and shifts a few weeks. Like Easter, yeah. Yep. And we are right in the middle of um, Passover. That is true. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, can you tell me what Passover actually is, um, what, what the festival is and what it symbolises? So the festival is symbolising, it's basically us telling the story of our us becoming free having been slaves in Egypt so it's the story of Exodus which is uh, one of the books of the Old Testament mm -hmm. and we so we're talking about a Jewish tradition I suppose that was a little bit that we actually missed in all this that we are talking about a, oh uh, yes. yes of course <laughs> Sorry. assumptions there, assumptions there yeah talking about it's so we're Jewish talking festival. about Jewish uh, the Jewish Passover which is a major festival in the um, in the Jewish calendar exactly it's one of the three high high holy festivals and yeah it's just a time for us to talk about and remember that we're free now and the yeah we go through a number of rituals that reinforce that message which is told yep. throughout and we do a lot of rituals around it for the eight days so it runs for eight days mm -hmm. and we everyone around the world all Jewish people will do it with some semblance of it if they're practicing mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's also very much centred around children. Like, it's a – kids love it mm -hmm. because there's a lot of different little rituals and things that they have to ask a lot of questions about around the setter, which I – which is really the main attraction of Passover. I'm going to refer to it as Pesach, which is its Hebrew uh, name. For Passover as yes. Pesach. Okay. Yep. The main thing that happens throughout the eight days is that we don't eat any leavened bread products so mm -hmm. no bread and no things that have flour in it and it kind of really gets back back to basics if you're quite observant you go really you pare it down mm -hmm. you don't have any processed foods and you just try and you know we'll make our own mayonnaise in my family we'll make everything from scratch so it's, it's in fact a great topic for a, 
a food show and a cooking yeah. show because there is so much cooking and food associated with Passover. Sorry, I, I, I will teach myself oh, no. to say the right word. I'm sorry, did I miss that you – did you talk about the story of what it's actually – not necessarily what you're commemorating in terms of the, the biblical story, in terms of the the Jewish people being – The exodus. Um, the exodus from Egypt and, and being freed from slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I wonder if you could just – because that's such a beautiful, rich story. Yeah, so we tell it every every year, at least for at the Seder, which mm-hmm. um, is that the ritual meal. And basically it starts, for us, it starts when, at, like with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and I think everyone knows the story of Joseph and mm-hmm. he ends up in Egypt and then he, t- yeah, he ends up in Egypt and he then slowly but surely we become enslaved over I think it's like 400 years or so something like that and then I think you'll recall Moses in the burning bush and God says I'm gonna we're gonna free you Mm -hmm. will you do it for me and Moses is like what am I getting myself into (laughs) and then he goes to Pharaoh to try and negotiate our people's freedom and there's a bit of a the negotiations long and hard involve 10 plagues and then ultimately we run in the middle of the night and one of the key foods we eat is called matzah and it is made with flour and water mm-hmm. but we you have to cook it within 18 minutes mm-hmm. and that's because we had to go so quickly we didn't have time to allow it to rise so unleavened bread yep. yeah running out and then you know a lot of miracles happened that night like the the waters the the red sea was split and then we wandered the desert for a good 40 years or so until you found the promised land Yes, <laughs> something like that, that we were let in, yes. Yeah, so it's a really beautiful sort of story behind that. Yeah, exactly, and there's lots of little tales and bits and pieces that we all remember and people tell stories. And, mm. yeah. So it's a, an eight-day festival and yep. the, the seder is the is the feast, is that right? Yeah, the seder is the... The seder actually means order, mm-hmm. but it's the... it's. A ritual ordering of it's an ordering of rituals mm-hmm. actually that's done performed if you're in Israel you do it for one night if you're in the diaspora which is outside of Israel you do it for two nights mm-hmm. you do the same ritual two nights in a row um, so can we go through what the Seder actually is because it's uh, it refers to a plate or part of the Seder is a plate yes so it that's what that's I guess it centers around yeah the setter plate mm-hmm. and that has five rich five or six ritual foods I actually think it's six in my head now there's an egg mm-hmm. there is a shank bone which is meant to represent the Pesach offering which is like the Paschal lamb there is maror which is a bitter herb there's karpas there is and what's, what's karpas Karpas is also it's a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family, traditionally, it's a radish. There are other families who would have it as a potato or parsley. Um, all around the world, there are just different people use different things for karpas. And then there's chazeret, which I think is the another bitter herb. So I think we use cost lettuce for mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah. Is that the six? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that's the six. But you've talked about what some of them represent, but the salted water represents what? Our tears, our tears from our suffering. From the many years of slavery. (laughs) Yes. And the the bitter herbs? Um, All the bitter herbs are meant to represent the bitterness of we suffered of slavery. Yes. And then there's the haroset, which is a I guess a paste. With all the with the advent of cooking and everybody really getting into cooking, people have like competitions about the best haroset. But for us in my family, it's grated carrot um, almond meal, mm-hmm. cinnamon, and a splash of Tokay wine. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any Tokay wine here in okay. Alice Springs. What's Tokay wine? <laughs> It's like a, a very sweet, like a Moscato. Okay. But yeah. And you mix it all together and it's meant to represent cement. Yeah. And we're actually going to we have some of these ingredients here today when we'll do a live tasting later <laughs> in the show. Can't wait to try that in particular. Yeah. And then the, the – I'm trying to look at the cut. We've talked about the cut parts. Oh, the, so the bone. Yeah, so the shank bone. The or shank the, bone. And what does that represent? So it's meant to be – it's meant to represent the – there was a time when we had our temples and did sacrifices. So it's meant to represent the the lamb sacrifice. And I think it's also related to putting blood on the doorposts mm-hmm. at the plague of the firstborn. And that was how God skipped over houses where there was the blood on, on the door pane. So he, they didn't kill the uh, – or the firstborn of those houses yes. didn't die. Correct. Yes. Okay, and have we? And then there was the the less bitter herb as well, like the cos lettuce. Yeah, the cos lettuce, and yep. there's also we yep. have horseradish, but I can't recall if we've said the Hebrew name for it. So I'll just see. Um, and there's an egg as well, which is, is a similarity between Easter and um, Passover. Is the it's, I, I know they've probably got different symbolism, but it was nice to see that there was this link between the two festivals. You know, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah. now oh, that okay. you mentioned yeah. that, I can see there is that link. Wow, yeah. that is a very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so could you maybe go through the process? Like is this just uh, – are these just symbolic foods you eat or are, are you actually – like eating these as a meal as part of that Seder feast? So the Seder has a number of steps to it and each, except for the Paschal lamb, everything there is eaten at a particular time. Okay, so what do you start off with? The first one we would have is karpas and it comes after uh, some ritual hand washing and... uh, is the karpas is the meat? No, it's the the radish. Oh, the radish, okay. And we'll dip it in salt water. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so everyone's around a table and there's – is it raw radish? Raw radish is passed around. Is it a red radish or a white yes, radish? a red okay. radish. Yeah. Well, in traditionally my family, people would use potato. Okay. And there's always bowls of salt water down the table mm-hmm. and everyone dips in, which is not COVID-friendly these days, but no. we do – everyone dips into the salt water. And is this is this generally happening on a – like on the Sabbath? So does that mean all the food's prepared prior to, to the meal? No, this year it did – it did happen after the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. If it was happening on the Sabbath, it would all it would have all been prepared before okay. sundown, and then you wouldn't the be day able to before, yep. cook. There's a lot of different yep. laws around it, depending on how observant you are. Mm. Um, so the whole the families together is is it an extended family or just your immediate family usually? Usually, it's everybody. It's as, you know the first night you'll have one side of your family, mm-hmm. the second night you'll have the other side. Yeah, so we I recall once we had my father's whole extended family and we my sister and I put on a whole 
we did, we ran the Seder okay. and we did a whole thing about Exodus and we ba- made the story come alive with like Lego and <laughs> we had plagues and yeah, there's lots of different things people do these days to make it really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so there's a plate with small amounts of this but then large amounts for everybody to, to eat and to share. So we've, we've had the carpas. Yep. And then what's the second um, element of the Seder meal? So the next thing you would eat is the matzah. Okay. And that's after the telling of the story. So there's a so whole... So it's just dry matzah you're having? Like yeah. Okay. And you're meant to eat what they call a kazayit of matzah, which is a Jewish measurement that's meant to be like an olive. A zayit is an oh, olive. Oh, so a very small amount. No, it's actually really large. Oh, it's okay. always been confusing to me, but you have to eat like, you know, maybe half a piece of that matzah that you see there. Oh, okay. So we've got... Did you buy this matzah... Here in Alice Springs? No, I actually brought it up from Sydney with me. So I had two boxes in my suitcase. Can I try some? Of course. Wow. And did you look to see if this was available at all here? No. Okay. I just I didn't want to take the risk. I have had, is it matzo or matzo? Matzo. Because it says on the, on the packets, I've always called it matzo. <laughs> yeah, so it's... It, it depends where you, it, this is the the rabbi and the kashrut of that part of that matzah would be is why it's spelt matzos. Okay. Because they call it matzos. Mm-hmm. But we call it matzah because that's the spelling. Okay. So. Um, and do you ever make this yourself or would you generally buy it? We generally buy it. Okay. In, kids in school, I went to a Jewish school growing up and around the time just before Pesach, mm-hmm. everyone like goes to matzah making and okay. does it. It's really cute. Okay, but so you can make your own matzah if necessary. You can, but people are very strict. Okay. So you know anything that it, it's a very strict eating festival. Okay, so obviously this isn't eaten within the eighteen minutes of being made. No, it has to be made within eighteen minutes of the water touching. Oh, the flour. okay. So you actually have to bake Cook it within yeah. that eighteen minutes. Okay, so you don't eat it within eighteen minutes. You just have to bake it within yes. eighteen minutes of the water and the flour coming together. Exactly. How wonderful. Um, so we've got like half a mat- matzah we've eaten. And yep. and what, while this is, is there anything happening while this food is being eaten and shared? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when you're eating the matzah mm-hmm. at that point in the Seder, mm-hmm. my dad would say, you're not allowed to speak until you've finished eating the entire <laughs> amount oh. of matzah. So, you know, because it's sort of you're meant to really concentrate on it. But there's... Um, yeah, so you, you do each ritual and you say a blessing with it. Mm-hmm. And there's also, have you have you heard about the, the four cups of wine? Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of, I thought it was five cups of red wine. And I thought, wow, what a great festival. But even four cups of wine yeah. over a meal. But it's it's a long meal, right? So you're not sort of yeah. sculling your wine while you're eating. Exactly. So you have one wine at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you have one that, listens to the story because there's a whole portion that's mm-hmm. the long part where you tell the story okay then by the time you're at matzah everyone's starving so they're like gobbling up the matzah oh okay so you've already had the story by this stage yes. have you oh okay so you have the story at the beginning yeah that's the majority of okay. the evening is spent Tell, retelling, retelling the story. story and then you've got your your radishes with salted water radish comes before the telling of the story oh okay then we, you tell the story okay and then you eat the matzah it's oh, the first thing you eat after okay the wine. so all you've had before the telling of the story is the radish so you're pretty hungry by this point two cups of wine and a radish <laughs> how long does the um storytelling take how long is a piece of string 
it depends on how you it depends on who you've got at your seder depends on how many kids are asking questions depends on how much is being prepared okay so you can interrupt if you're a child you're welcome to interrupt the storytelling and encouraged say, oh, encouraged encouraged wow. yes ah wow, that's fantastic yeah yeah and many of the rituals are actually designed to make children ask questions mm -hmm. and is the story told in that way like in that way to encourage the telling stories yes yeah mm. it is so that's a whole part of it <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've had um, the matzah. Uh, one thing I did note about the matzah is that it doesn't seem to have salt in it. No. Yep. Just the flour and water. Oh, yeah. And depending on how observant you are, some people will never, will only, for the first seven days, will only eat, will eat, make sure that they don't have anything else with the matzah. They won't dip it in anything. They mm -hmm. won't put salt on it. They won't mm. do anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. I could be wrong. But you can add add salt to it if you mm. wanted to but it's meant to be just the, the flour and the water mm -hmm. like really focused on that idea on of eating it we were leaving and we in haste and we made this and this was good enough for us great so i'm pretty hungry by this stage i can imagine or you would be <laughs> what's the third element we've talked about the different elements but what, what are we eating now the third one um we're eating marora next and that is yeah, so oh, that's the bitter herb. Yeah, yeah, the bitter herb. Okay, I think I got them wrong. I think the chazer is actually the horseradish, but okay. we'll eat the maror. And what we'll do is, there are two dippings during the seder. The first mm -hmm. one we've already done with the carapace and salt water. Yep. The second one is dipping the kos lettuce piece into the charoset. Um, oh right. Yep. Okay, and th this is what we're doing next. Yes. So can I try that? Yeah. Oh, we don't 100%. have the kos lettuce, but. No. That's all right. You can dip some matzah in and try it. Okay, so this is the haraset. Haraset, yes. <laughs> okay. You're doing and well with the... <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, but um, yeah. And this is nuts, is that right? It's apple, almond meal, cinnamon and wine. Oh, wow. It tastes like a filling for something. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And what does this symbolise? Oh, I've forgotten the word, but like the cement, the mortar, that's the word, the mortar that we used in our slavery when we were building things for Egypt. Mm. Like the pyramids. <laughs> like the pyramids, for example. Mm. <laughs> so we've eaten the mortar now. Yep. Um, and then what's the fourth element? It's called korech, which is sandwich. Okay. And that is... Um, you get two pieces of matzah and you put the horseradish in between. So okay. the, the chazeret, I think, is the horseradish. Mm -hmm. So my dad tries to grow it or we try and get really, like, really hot horseradish. Oh, okay. The kids are always trying to, like, put eat as much as they can, you know, and their face will go red and it's a really fun <laughs> little thing that, like, the kids are always trying to outdo each other. So then you eat this sandwich. Okay. So, yeah. And, and how, how, I mean, are we just, are you just having small portions of all these foods or are you having substantial portions of all these foods? So there are those measurements I was talking about and I can't remember how much the, the sandwich measurement is. I mean, we, yeah, we did that with the matzo was just half a, a yeah. matzo. And the set is... It's just a leaf. In okay. A, and I think that there are measurements if you go technically, mm -hmm. like there probably are, but, you know, it's just these days it's just uh, what... You know, we'll make a little matzah, maybe okay. the size of, I don't know, but mm -hmm. a little small. Okay. And then the next element. Then it's between korech and the next step is called shulchan orech, which mm -hmm. is the, the actual meal. So 
like just oh, okay. eating. Oh, okay. So these meal. are all little things. These aren't meals. These are just all little things to have prior to yeah. the meal. Okay. And between between the big meal and between korach and the big meal is when you'll have the egg in salt water. Okay. And that's how the egg's eaten. So it's like a... So the tears come uh, an element throughout the meal. Yeah, salt water's used. Yep. And what's in the main meal? Is it does that vary, or is that Ver- a particular main meal? It varies, and um, there are some different traditions. Like in my family, we're not allowed to eat a roast because of the the bone, the shank bone on the seder plate is roasted. So we traditionally will have a, like a boiled meat mm-hmm. if we're having okay. meat. There's always chicken soup and knedelach. <laughs> matzo balls which is the biggest treat there's always competition about who's making it and if they're the best and the fluffiest um and i should say stick around because we are going to go through the recipe for um canadala. yes that's correct yeah so it just depends we, mm-hmm. there are things you always look out for that you want to eat like like the canadala, mm-hmm. like maybe i like wait for the spinach because mm-hmm. i like okay. dad will always make spinach and yeah yeah and is there a dessert at the end of the meal Ah, good question. <laughs> There's a part of the order at the beginning where they break up half a matzah because three matzahs sit on the table as mm-hmm. part of the ritual and someone goes and hides it and it's called the afikoman and that's meant to be dessert. So you're meant to end the meal with the taste of matzah in your mouth. Okay. And the kids have to go find it and then whoever finds it gets a present but obviously everyone gets a present. So it's another kind of ritual game that goes with the Seder. And what type of oh, what type of presents? I don't know. One year I think we got CD vouchers. Oh, okay. You know, just oh. something fun. There's also some avoidance foods in all this. We talked about that briefly. So there's no leavened bread and there's no... For you and your family, what other foods were you avoiding during Passover? We don't eat legumes. Okay. We don't eat... So that's, you know, chickpeas, mm-hmm. lentils, all of that. We don't eat rice. We don't eat beans, certain beans, I think. So anything so, that's... a lot of things you're not eating. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> why we... That's why it goes back to basics and you're making yeah. everything. Yeah. And then I think... So that's because we are des- descendant of Ashkenaz, which is a t- European Jewish. Okay. If you're um, Moroccan Jewish, which is Sephardi, mm-hmm. you'll eat rice. Okay. And that's okay. But uh, but no one eats a leavened bread. Leavened bread is, yeah. So is that it's anything out. with yeast as well or is it just yes. leaf? So any anything with yeast isn't eaten during this time. Exactly. But but meat's okay. You can eat meat. Meat's fine. Okay. What's the reasoning behind like the not eating of, of legumes? Do you know what the story is there? I do not know. I can't, I can't recall the story. No, I, I couldn't actually find that the story behind that one either I was curious yeah yeah no I think that I think often these things happen when people bring something that looks like something to a rabbi and then a decision has to be made and then it just carries on as tradition so I don't know I'm sure someone knows the answer to that but I'll (laughs) probably ask my dad later well we can there is a text number here if anybody did want to text through on 0410218333 and we do actually get that here in the studio now, can you tell me about the Haggadah, which we've got there? Now, is that part of the yes. Seder? So everything I just described is in that book. So can you just pick it up? Because it is quite a beautiful book. Yes. So it's this lovely leather-bound book with some golden writing on the front. Is that right? Yeah. Can you okay. Hear that? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like it's a golden... Um, oh, really? Like it's an embossed... Um, 
image on the front. Yeah. yeah. I um, asked my father to send me a Haggadah to take with me here. Yep. And he, I think this was my great-grandfather's Haggadah. It definitely came from a general, maybe it was my grandfather's. It mm-hmm. was someone's and I thought my dad was just going to send me either, you know, something regular, but he chose this one. So it's pretty old. And in it, it runs through the, the Seder and the order of things and the story. And it's in Hebrew, so we, we generally read the story in Hebrew. Okay, so you can read Hebrew? Yes. And, that, and it's got some beautiful images there as well. Yeah, so you can see. Yeah. And is that a song at the... Are there songs as well? All the way through, including Chagadja at the end. Yeah, okay. And so this is... So is this this the story of the flight from Egypt? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is all what's told at the beginning of the the meal. It's both the rituals, so it's both the instructions Mm -hmm. and the story. Okay. So it's everything. It's it's like a manual. Yeah. So if you get stuck, you just go back to the Chagadja. Exactly. Fantastic. Now, did you have a, a Seder here in Alice Springs? Yes, I actually had two. I One was in the desert when we actually went camping with some people. Well, I went camping and asked them if they didn't mind if I quickly did a Seder. <laughs> so where, where were you camping? Um, Benstead, Benstead Creek. Okay. Yeah, and it's sort of on the way to Ross River. So this um, was last, last weekend? Yeah, last Saturday night. And, yeah, I prepared... The ritual food and did a, a version of the Seder, went through it all. I didn't have some things. I did have one egg for myself, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I went through the story of, of, of Exodus with people who hadn't been exposed to it before, mm. so that was really nice. And then you had a Seder. Oh, yeah. So the, then the next, the next <laughs> night I went to a, a Seder with, with Jewish people here in Alice Springs, and that was really fun. I realise that I'm, I come from a family that's much more fanatical than, or, you know, much more observant, I should say, than um, everyone, than I expected yep. when I was there. I, but you're not, you wouldn't classify yourself as orthodox? No. Okay. But it, because I've been doing the Seder for 36 years, yeah. you know, I know it very well. And I had brought one bottle of uh, kosher wine with me. Okay. And when I walked in, the host said, you know how rare this is. There's no kosher wine in Alice Springs, and I was like, oh, "Okay, here you go. Like it's for you." I had like, you brought it with you from yeah. Sydney. Okay, so yeah. you can't buy kosher wine here at all. Well, I haven't looked. No, but I haven't either. But you know, we, we, you know, you can get some unusual things. I'm actually, I actually think you can get matzah here at um, at Coles. I'm sure I've seen it there. Oh, okay. So yeah. they might. Yeah, you, yeah. I highly doubt, doubt. it. <laughs> That we'd have kosher wine, and he told me as such. He was like, "Wow, the only kosher bottle of wine in Alice Springs." So I was like, "Here you go." Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and we just ran the seder, and yeah, just I spoke a lot about what what I do in my family because um, the host asked me to assist him, so that was funny uh, for me. And yeah, we just it was nice to be with to have a, a proper seder and all the ritual yep. food. He made kanadalach as well. His style, so that was also really nice. Great. And is the host always a man or can it be a woman? Controversial question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think traditionally it's the father. Okay. But I, yeah, like I told you, my sister and I have hosted a Seder before. Yep. And, yeah, there's, that's con- controversial. Some people would say no. Oh, okay. But one very important point is that each person has to tell the story as though they were there. So oh, in like as in the first person. Yeah. And so there is an obligation 
and that's built into the Seder that despite it being led by a man and despite the Seder plate usually being with the father, every person needs to feel as though and t- say words that represent that they themselves should feel like they are being freed tonight. Wow. What a, like, what a dramatic festival. So dramatic. <laughs> Is this the first um, Passover you've, you've had away from your family? It's the second. Okay. I had one last year in COVID. So oh, oh, With my housemates yeah. in Sydney. My, my family lives in Melbourne. So that was a bit, um, yeah. It's, it, I realise how much I love the tradition having been away from it for two yeah. years now. Yeah. And in the uh, Seda meal you had with other people in Alice Springs, was that people as, who are part of the Jewish community here? Or were there non-Jewish people there too? There were a few non-Jewish people there, but yep. it was mainly Jewish people who okay. had found out from friends of friends and been added to a you know WhatsApp group. And it was yep. actually my friend from Sydney who got in contact with me, and she said, "I found you a seder in Alice Springs," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," because <laughs> I can imagine it's it, it's not a large community here. No. And also, yeah, no, not a large community. No, I know one or two, you know, people, yeah. but yeah. It's Jewish about people. 20 people yeah. were there. Yeah. And they were all, a lot of them were transient people who were in for a little bit. Yep. And they were going to leave. Yeah. Okay. We would normally stop for a mid-show uh, song, but we're not going to do that today. We're just going to move straight on to the recipe because we're, um, you know, we're, we're going to use all the time we can. And um, so this is the second part of the show. And today we're going to look at the recipe for matzo, matzo balls or... Kanadalach. Kanadalach. Yiddish word for matzo balls. Matzo balls, which um, are part of the Seder meal or is it that they can be part of it? They can be part of it. Okay. And this was part of your meal uh, last week? No, I made these last night. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. For the radio show. D- yes, for the radio <laughs> show. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I described them as eating a cuddle, so I kind of made them so I felt like I was, you know, yeah. with my family a little bit. Yeah, look, I had them. I, um, you know, I was I got to travel several years ago and I got to go to New York and I, you know, I wanted to go to Katz's Deli and I did have some um, – I didn't think that's what I was ordering, but when you go and order your sandwich, you always just get um, these pickles and you get the – um, the matzo ball as well in the soup. Oh. So I had some there and I wasn't quite sure what I was eating, but so it's great to see it today. So should we go through the ingredients? Sure. Now this is a, is this a vegetarian version? Yes. Okay, which is quite important because you've had to make some changes to it. I guess it's it's only important to me because I want to copy my family's recipes yeah. and my family has a recipe that has uh, schmaltz in it which is traditionally chicken well schmaltz is chicken fat rendered chicken fat yep um so I w- i've been trying to find a vegetarian substitute for schmaltz yeah. and that's an ongoing process for me <laughs> so i've done it here Liz, when you said to me that you were having a vegetarian chicken soup i was like that that is a contradiction in terms but i i understand now that it's chicken it's chicken soup but it's not necessary because that's the the name of the dish <laughs> the matzo balls with chicken soup but it's a it's a vegetarian version of it it's, it's lovely the way that these recipes are handed down in your family yes I think I was talking to you earlier about yeah. my, my dad has the, the recipe PDF um, and he sent it to me several times over the last 15, 20 years. Mm. I got the latest version 
yesterday and it now has a table of contents. Okay, so, so he's been collecting recipes over the years. And tweaking them. Basically. Wow, yeah. Because he makes them every year so he adds different bits and pieces as they come up. So this, yeah, so this has been on the list and I think I've tried to make these before and it's been missing an ingredient or okay. there's been other recipes and I've been like, but Dad, I've seen you make it and I know that that's there. And he's like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so... Yeah. Because we had this whole discussion about the, the oil. So I thought that was really interesting because we kind of had to work through it quite a bit to fully understand why you would go to that effort. But maybe we should go through the ingredients yep. first. So I'll hand it over to you <sighs> and you can sort of maybe go through the ingredients or sure. the process. So it's a packet of matzo meal and you can you can buy that around this time from Coles generally. So you might be able to find a bag. And um, matzo meal is like ground up or like matzo, matzo yep. and it's the smaller pieces. Yeah, you can get coarse or fine matzo meal. This is made from coarse matzo meal. So is it just the crumbs or is it actually ground to a particular size? It's probably, it's not... Uh, is it like breadcrumbs? Yeah, they are like, equivalent to yeah, breadcrumbs? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And fine matzo meal is more like sand and it looks okay. like, it feels like a powder. Mm-hmm. And then coarse is more like gravelly. Okay. Yeah. So are we using fine or coarse? Coarse. Okay. So one packet, and I don't know how many grams that is, but it's a packet of matzo <laughs> the packet, <meal>. yes. <laughs> and um, do you want me to tell you just the ingredients first or how it's made? No, let's go through the ingredients and then like a, a yep. normal recipe and then we can actually go through the method. Yep. Two eggs, a tablespoon or two tablespoons of schmaltz. And, and schmaltz meaning the oil. The oil or which fat. So which traditionally it's a chicken fat, is that right? Yes. And some people wouldn't use schmaltz but mm. in my family that's a big thing and w- should we do the little segue about schmaltz that when you because we all know the word schmaltz is being used as a derogatory term to talk about someone who is a little bit schmaltzy, schmaltzy. <laughs> yeah because you you were saying that and i was saying oh it's a bit oily like yeah yeah oily person they were they were schmaltz yeah yeah but i think because i love schmaltz i'd probably if they were schmaltzy for me personally i'd be like oh, that's, like, nice and tasty. Because you like schmaltz. Yeah, because I like <laughs> schmaltz. So. And how did you make your vegetarian schmaltz? Well, again, between my dad and I, controversial, yeah. but in this one I wanted the flavour of the vegetables from a chicken soup. Mm-hmm. So I added a lot more oil into the soup and cooked that up for hours and then I skimmed that oil off the top. So you're making a vegetable stock? Exactly. Like with onions and carrots and celery and garlic? No no garlic? No garlic? um, No onions, so leek, carrot, celery and root vegetables, so parsnip, turnip and this has beetroot. Any reason why you wouldn't use garlic or onion? Just that's the my family's Oh, okay, no worries. (laughs) I thought there might be another sort of religious reason. Um, actually, do, some people don't eat garlic on Passover okay. because of the legume nature of garlic, I think, because okay. you know how it's like grown. Anyway, another, depends where you're from. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so there's... Uh, so got two tablespoons of the schmaltz? Yep. Or one, just depending on how you're feeling about yourself. <laughs> then, then salt, more salt than you think. So it should be really salty because when you cook them in the water... It the will salt, lose a lot of salt. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, I would just go and I'd taste it to see that it tastes a bit saltier than you like. Okay. Then the part of it for us that we do in my family traditionally is we use basil and garlic. Okay. So... Actually in the mixture. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So there, I said the two eggs. I think so. There's basil. There are two eggs as well. Okay. Uh, if you have it, um, a ladle of chicken soup. If you've got some spare, or I, in my case, I use the vegetarian chicken soup. Stock. The stock. And then garlic. So I use three small cloves. Again, it depends on how much garlic you like in things. And I used half a bunch of basil. Mm, okay. Yep. And are you are you tearing up the basil or are you chopping it? Chopping it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and chopping up the garlic as well. Okay. Don't don't press it. It's better okay. chopped. So that's all the ingredients together. Yes, and yes. a pot of boiling water. Okay. With some salt in it. So. Should we go yeah, let's go to the method. Okay, so you'll put the matzo meal into a bowl and you'll make a well. And the well, um, in the well, you'll put the schmaltz and the two eggs. Mm-hmm. And according to my great grandmother, so my father's grandmother, you need to let it sit like that for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> So I let it sit all day. Right, okay. <laughs> not sure why. No, I'm not sure why from a, you know, a cooking perspective, but that's the recipe. That's what yeah, we'll and, do. Yeah, and that's what my dad has captured, but secretly, not so secret anymore. Last night he told me that he didn't let it sit on last Saturday night and it was fine. Yeah. So I wonder if it's got something to do with the way the the matzo absorbs the flavours or something like that. Yeah, I think the most I could think is that maybe you know how with um mer- uh, when you make those I forget what they're called the small meringues and you let the egg white lose it loses a bit of air like mm. maybe there's something to do with that but mm. I can't think of any other reason. Okay, so we've left the, um, the the matzo meal and the eggs and the schmaltz. Oil, the yep. schmaltz <laughs> sit there for an hour and a half. Yep, and then you'll put all the other ingredients in and the salt. Sorry. And, yep, and yeah. so you put the you'll add the salt, you'll add the basil and the garlic, mm-hmm. and you will mix it all through. And then you'll add the ladle of chicken soup. Mm-hmm. And then you'll add boiling water. Sorry, that's another ingredient. Yep. A green ingredient. And you add more bo- boiling water than you need. Mm-hmm. And I actually went with, with my dad last night and at my family, actually, all of them on video. Okay. And I was like, is this looking right? <laughs> my dad's like, no, more water. So the best I can describe is it's like not as soft as a butter cake batter, yep. but just before that softness. Mm. So it's more water than you think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you... Because is it thickening as you're mixing it through as it, well? Because it's heat. Because it's hot water, that's what's going to happen. It's almost going to thicken up the flour in there. Yeah, and if it's not soft enough, then when you cook them, they're really hard. Okay. And so this is to make it fluffy when they cook. Mm. And so if you get it to that consistency, which I did, they will still form a ball, and but then they'll, they will boil... And they'll be like a knocky, I guess. Oh, so you're dropping them into a boiling pot of boiling water. water? Yes. I didn't know that. So how do you get them round? Okay, so I think it's time you. I think I, it's time I actually had a look. Had a look, and um, so I've, I've got like we'll call it a bowl here, and it's um, it's got some stock. Yeah, Is that it's right? my version of a vegetarian chicken soup. Okay, but it's uh, it's got a red colour. I added beetroot, which again controversial. Most people wouldn't do that, but okay. I think it adds some more flavour. And? And there's boiled vegetables. Oh, so that's in interesting. So the size of them is about the size of a golf ball. Would that be about yes. right? Or do they um, do they expand when they've been cooked? No, they don't expand too much. Mm. 
They're very homey. That's why I said it's like eating a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, like it's not got a strong flavour at all, but it's very, um, yeah, soft. Exactly. And homey. Like I can imagine this would be great if you were sick. Yes. As well, yeah. Yeah, and I think mm. other people would make them more flavourful. I just don't – my preference is to not have them too garlicky or too this and that. Mm. And you can add other things, obviously. Oh, they're beautiful. And um, how long are you cooking them for? They rise like gnocchi. They kind okay. of rise when they're done mm. and then you know that they're done. But I would say maybe – Like two minutes? Maybe like – I don't know, maybe between 8 and 12 minutes. Oh, so that's actually a lot longer than gnocchi. Yeah, it is longer. Because they are a bit heavier yeah, than Yeah, and they're bigger, yep. Yeah, so, like, if I make gnocchi, I always do a test ahead of time. Do you do a test to work out how buoyant your particular mixture is? I was meant to. Okay. My dad told me to, <laughs> but I didn't. Okay. They, they were really lovely. Oh, Anyhow, cool. I think you've done a really great job. Oh, thank you. Of them. And obviously you want to eat them really soon after you've um, cooked them as well. I think they're better if you do that, yep. but I'll eat them any which way. Okay. I'll yeah. eat them it's a little bit like gnocchi. Like I really don't believe in buying prepackaged gnocchi like it should be made on the spot and cooked so that it remains really lovely and soft. Yeah. Yeah. But because, they're, yeah, they're definitely better on the first night, but I'll. But they're still good. Yep. You can keep them. So what do you do then about being a vegetarian when the whole meal's prepared? Like, have, are the are you doing your own little vegetarian matzo balls or? No, I actually only became a vegetarian, full vegetarian, on a year and a bit ago. Okay, so you haven't actually been <laughs> home for Passover. Exactly. And said, no, I'm not eating that, I'm not eating that. But there's a lot of bit of herbs and lots of things that you can actually eat there mm -hmm. in the meal. Yeah, definitely. And my parents have been really accommodating <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, it will be, I think, next year. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, canoodler, is that right? Canadala. 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 Very beautiful. Thanks so much for um, making those. <laughs> no worries. Introducing me to the whole experience of, of Passover. And how many more days of uh, Passover is there? Two. It ends at sundown or dark darkness on Sunday night. And are you eating anything special every day apart from the, the Seder meals? It's more like I'm not eating. It's what I'm not eating, so I'm not eating bread. I'm not. They had a uh, work hot cross buns. That's off the list. So ah, uh, because it's got, it's got leaven yeah. bread in it. Mm -hmm. No oh, rice. Okay. No pasta. Wow. So what have you been eating for the last few days? I made latkes last night. What are they? Oh, the potato. Yes. Oh, they're beautiful. Actually, I did have a, a Jewish friend here in um, Alice Springs and he made us latkes actually at work and they're so yummy. Yeah, they were pretty delicious. Are they pretty quick, the recipe for latke? Pretty quick. Could we do just a quick latke and then we'll have to sort of like call it quits for the next radio show? A hundred percent. Just grate some potatoes, let them sit with salt so it draws the water out and drain the water. For four potatoes, I added two eggs mm -hmm. last night. Salt. I fried onions in oil and I added those onions fried already, mm -hmm. delicious, into the potato mixture. Yeah. Some pepper. Let it sit for a, and then mix it all together. Let it sit to, for a while and then shallow fry them. Okay, so they're a little bit like rusty, aren't they? But exactly. But they've got um, eggs in, which I don't think rusty does. And it's the, the onions, are you chopping them finely and frying them? Yes, and that's the... 
other version of schmaltz mm-hmm. that my dad would say is oh, the vegetarian okay. version. If you fried up oil with onions, oh, that, that would, would be, be another yummy version. as well. That would give you all that flavour in there. Exactly. Yeah. So you get them really... Don't, you know, they have to get a bit crispy. Yeah. That's the key. Okay. And the latke, what do you serve them with? I made a cream cheese with capers and dill. Oh. And then I also, I couldn't, didn't have time to make my own sauerkraut, so I bought some kimchi sauerkraut. Oh, okay. Kimchi sauerkraut. Like a, like a, yeah, mm. or just kimchi, I guess, but it okay, wasn't. right, yeah. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yes, it's just yeah, a kimchi. So it's kind of like they're often served with sour cream, aren't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. so it was like a cream cheese mm. instead. And so you've got maybe one more day left to go or? Yeah, to, like, tomorrow yes. and Sunday. Do you finish it off with a special feast? No, but okay. you, you break it with a bagel. Well, I'll, I want to break okay. it with a bagel if I can. Okay. Oh, wow. That's just such um, ritual. It's great. Yeah. I'm a big fan of ritual and food. Just one last question with Seder Mill, the four glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, do the kids drink that wine or just the adults? The kids drink grape <laughs> juice, okay. but they're always trying to drink wine. And is it spread out? You said you have to drink two glasses fairly quickly and the other two... They Is come, spread out? yeah. They come after the meal, mm-hmm. and then you do another bunch of rituals to do with. It's called halal. So you have one glass, and you were talking about a fifth glass. Mm. There is a glass. Yeah, I thought there were five glasses. You don't drink that glass. Okay. It's for um, Eliyahu. It's an offering. Yeah, and you meant to open the door, and you know Eliyahu yep. comes to visit, and that's his glass of wine. Oh, that's so. And yeah. is that God? He's a prophet. Okay. We have a really old from. That from my family, like a really huge goblet uh-huh. made of silver, and we fill it up, and okay. that's Eliyahu's cost his cup. But who really drinks it? It's a good, good <laughs> question. Who really does drink it? It's Eliyahu. <laughs> oh well, that's about it for tonight's show. Thank you so much, um, Nakama. It's been just an absolute delight to learn all about Passover. And um, now, when people talk about Passover and Seder, I kind of will have a little bit of an idea of what they're talking about. Yes. Yes. Of course, for those of us out here who who out there who aren't Jewish, we've got sort of Easter egg hunts, and I'm actually going to make a Colombo bread, which is a an Italian bread which is shaped like a, a dove, with uh, almonds over the top of it. And I'd, ideally, I'd like to have pearl sugar, but I don't think I can buy pearl sugar here. So that's going to be my um, my Easter baking this year. Well, that sounds delightful. Yes, it's lots of fun. But I'm trying to do it with sourdough, so it's taking me a little bit of time to get my my leaven because I can I can eat leaven as opposed to you. <laughs> oh <laughs> Up yeah, to speed. Yes. Well, okay. hopefully you'll have some left over. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go out tonight with uh, Paul Kelly actually singing passed over and although Paul Kelly isn't Jewish as far as I know um, what I did notice about this song is that the lyrics are uh, actually refer to um, Passover because Passover refers to being passed over yes exactly so the newborn the firstborn yeah the firstborn sorry correct yeah you've been listening to kitchen radio my name is Rita Katoni and this is 8CCC 102.1 FM um, I'll be back next week uh, just a little reminder that food for Alice won't be over open again tomorrow but it should be open again next week i hope you all have a great easter um i don't think we say happy good friday so i won't say because it's a bit of a mournful day um but i will say happy easter to everyone and tune in next week and thanks again to come